Hi, welcome to the Sage's Cabin podcast. I'm your host, Rox Madeira. So grab a cup of tea and come and join me in the Sage's Cabin as we chat about everything from herbal gardening, herbal medicine, movement practices, wild food, postnatal and just general well-being. Hi, so in today's podcast, I'm talking to Agaf, who is a Gaelic consultant, and we're going to talk about what he's offering us at the Wild Food Festival and a bit of the, um, the history and the plant law from Scots Gaelic. So I hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome, Agaf. Thanks very much. Thanks for coming on to tell us about your workshop at the Wild Food Festival. What is so um, I thought we'd start with, if you could just tell me a little bit about you and what you do. Hey, well, my name's Agam O'Brien. I'm a Scottish Gaelic consultant. So I do all kinds of work from film and TV to language tuition uh, to community projects, uh, language revitalisation, uh, general decolonisation work culturally. Uh, the list is really endless, to be honest. Um, so just there, I was um, working with uh, my, my colleague, Vanessa Shakur, who is a herbalist for the United States. We're going to be running a, a course called Animism and Ecology in Gaelic Lore. So Sunday, I'll then be moving on to a, a film shoot, an independent film shoot, um, taking care of the Gaelic language element within that. So there's just a couple of examples of you know what's happening this frenetic week of mine. <laughs> Busy. <laughs> so how did Absolutely. you get in? How did you get involved with um, wild food in the festival? Um, well, it's through Lauren Lochry, a herbalist. So myself and Lauren have been pals for a couple of years and been working back and forth in bits and pieces. And um, I've been familiarising her with uh, Gaelic lore and how it connects to, to plant lore. Uh, and Lauren's so incredibly knowledgeable about plants. So she's been helping me to get more off a with what's under our feet. You know, so that, that's the short version. Okay. Um, so can you tell us a bit about what you're going to be offering at the festival? Well, there's two two separate things on the Saturday. Um, I'm working with Lauren to do a plant walk. So Lauren will be taking care of most of the plant elements on that because um, she's the one with the, the knowledge on that front. And I'm just going to plug in little bits about uh, Gaelic lore to do with the harvesting of plants, the correct harvest and how you would approach plants, how you would go about harvesting plants. Uh, and also talk about bits of lore that from oral tradition that fit into the use of plants, that describe the use of plants, um, medicinal uses, uh, and just generally how plants are regarded uh, through, the, through the Gaelic lens, uh, or, or where, you know, not so much anymore, that that, that knowledge is um, unfortunately uh, fast uh, you know, disappearing. But um, so I suppose there is a revivalist element to this as well, you know. So that's the first part, and then later on in the afternoon, we do a traditional uh, what we call a tukeli, which is literally means um, I suppose it literally means a visiting house. So the tukeli comes from the fact that there would normally be a house in every township in, in the Highlands that would be um, famed for its storytelling in the sense that that would be the house to which people came. Um, for storytelling, for singing, for sharing news. Um, these things happened in, in most houses in the Highlands, but there would most often be one or two within any given township, particularly it would, it would, it would be a particular draw because the denizens would be very well-versed in the traditions of the people. So the Tukeli was the idea that people would come in, most often on a winter's night, 
when people had the time, when the harvest was in uh, and there was less to do because the, the days were short. Um, they would come in and um, they would share uh, story, song, lore, discuss proverbs, um, hear about news from overseas and from, from elsewhere in, in Scotland or Ireland. And it was a, a chance for people to sort of affirm a, a common identity. So whereas today, you know, a lot of people are looking for the next new thing, looking for the next, you know, uh, new big story or, you know, looking for the latest goss. You know, not that Highland people didn't gossip. I can tell you, they most certainly did with aplomb. But the, the actual um, thing about the storytelling was quite often that people were looking to hear the story that they knew. Uh, and when people told these stories, it, 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 because everyone had a cultural reference point, it allowed folk to reinforce their, their, their common sense of who they were and how they fitted together as a community. Um, and the idea as a storyteller would be to recite the story almost as neutrally as possible. So rather than big arm gestures and, you know, making the thing into a sort of drama, the storytelling technique would be very recitative. So the idea would be that people would essentially just turn themselves into a vessel for the lore. And the best, the best you know, vessel was one that could let the lore speak for itself. Um, so much less individualism and much more of a communal uh, way of looking at things. Um, and uh, it's just to bring a little bit of that to the to the Wild Food Festival. That's really interesting. I like, it's interesting to hear about the, the the history of of all that. Could you think you could be able to give us like a kind of a sneak peek into what you're going to talk about um, around the plant lore and things? Well, um, the the plant lore thing is interesting because in terms of a, a really kind of a robust living tradition on that. You might find some people in the Western Isles who still have an idea of how to um, approach plants in the manner that their grandparents or their grandparents did. But even there, um, the, the tradition is just about worn away. And so um, what we have to do is we have to reach back into things like Carmina Gadelica, which is a collection of incantations and charms and prayers from the late 19th century collected by Alexander Carmichael. Um, in uh, the, the Scottish Highlands and Islands and try to transpose uh, you know, how these would have been used into a, a, a kind of practical application again. So, um, for instance, in the past, you know, they, they would take, well, St John's Wort, if you're looking for that, you, you won't find it. That's what the Highlanders believe, for instance. So you have to, you have to go looking for Luz uh, Halamhila, as they called it, Gunshira Guniari. And that means without seeking, without desiring. So, you know, when you're out and about, you know, I'm saying looking for it, you're, you're actually not looking for it. You can, you'll only get the full powerful medicinal use of that plant, which is so good for dealing with depression and all that sort of thing. You're only going to get, well, that's so they believed. And I'm, I'm running with this, you know, you're only going to get the full medicinal value if you find St. John's work without looking for it. So that's just an, a little example. Um, so. Will we find any St. John's work with it? We'll have to see, but we need to make sure to go into it with no intention to find it. And then there are other things like very, very common plants like yarrow. Um, you would have a verse for that. So you would start with, you know, Bunyami in Yarra Ray. So I shall pluck the, the, the fine yarrow. And then there would be a whole rigmarole on it. And you need to say this before you approach the plant. Um, it's supposed to in order to introduce yourself to the plant and treat the plant with respect. And then, you know, you give it a little tug and figure out whether it really wants to be plucked or not, you know. 
So it's just this kind of an idea, and, and, and Lauren's much better versed in the actual plant practice than I am, but I can inject these little bits of Gaelic lore, which I think just create a, a, an interesting concept, uh, you know, um, sort of context in the, in, yeah. in the modern you know, world. I think so, because, um, you know, we're always looking to things like, you know, Native America and stuff and shamanic things, and we kind of, we've totally lost that connection to what we've got here in this island. So it's interesting very, for people to kind of bring it in and say, no, actually, this we did do this and we did do that. Very much so. And not just within the Gaelic tradition, you know, within the Scots-speaking tradition, it's all there as well. Maybe not quite as strongly as it was in the Highlands, but it's definitely there. You know, ev everyone knows about nettles and dock leaves growing next to one another. That's the, the real common one that, that most people recognise. And they know that that happens. Oh, there must be something about that, you know. It's but intuitively, but well, obviously, you know, they're connected because you can treat a nettle sting with a dock leaf, you know. But there's loads of relationships like that um, in in nature, which um, you know are, are mostly unknown. That it's quite interesting to delve into. But I mean, I'll I'll, I'll let Lauren, uh, you know, take lead on that one. But um, just bringing that Gaelic perspective in, I think, is interesting, as you say, because it returns our focus back to the ground under our feet, as Alistair McIntosh says. You know, dig where you stand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting when you're talking about them, like kind of almost speaking to the plants, because I hear people herbalists not a lot, but some people talking about how you should how you approach the plants and how you should ask before you take things so it's interesting that people have done that in the past oh absolutely and it's also i think you know that a thing that really concerns me at the moment is the really sort of intense neo-colonialism that's coming out of the united states and it's coming in through netflix and through phones and through tablets and through you know um and it's not that i don't you know watch some crap tv or listen to rock and roll you know i'm, I'm the same as anyone else but i'm, I'm quite careful to compartmentalize it you know, my culture is here, and yes, I indulge in popular culture just like most other people do, but I compartmentalise. I think it's really important to do that um, because, you know, as people get more drawn into the digital world and therefore they're more at the mercy of the content that is shared, you know, by the people who hold the, the power, you know, um, then our, our culture gets, gets, you know, more and more shriveled up um, with, with the lack of use. Mm -hmm. So it's about trying to reinvest back into these things because when you reinvest, you invest into the ground which you stand, the culture that grew up from it, um, then it, it's just like a cultural ecosystem that goes with the natural eco ecosystem. Um, and a lot of the rewilding movements these days, you know, don't seem to factor in people, which is a crazy thing um, because people are, are, are we're clearly here on this planet is to, to be its stewards and we're not doing the best job. But there's hope, yeah, and reinvesting in, in what's um, right here in front of us in the places that, that we currently inhabit is, is where to begin, I think. And it has to happen as well as, you know, um, from an environmental perspective, it's got to happen from a cultural perspective. So I like to call it cultural rewilding. <laughs> so um, apart from obviously at the festival, where can other people connect with you and kind of learn more about cultural rewilding? Well, I'm available on all the usual irritating channels and social media. Um, so I'm, I am uh, at Gaelic Consultant, but um, it's all one word and it's only got one C in the middle. So that's where to find me. So at G-A-E-L-I-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-A-N-T. -E um, so Facebook, Insta, Twitter, you know, you and track me down there and I'll be only too happy to be uh, distracted. <laughs> Great, thank you very much. Thanks for taking the time. You're welcome. Thanks for your time.
So if you're around Scotland and Loch Lomond in September, the 18th and 19th, please come along to the Wild Food Festival. Um, the tickets are on sale now and the bookings for workshops are open so you can book into the, all the workshops that you want to go to. There are a mixture of free workshops with your festival ticket and also additional paid workshops with the money going straight to the facilitators. There's also going to be stalls and various wild foods to try and cocktails to drink. So I hope to see you at the festival. So this website is www.scottishwildfoodfestival.co.uk And if you want to hear more from me and listen to the podcast, please like, subscribe, like, share and subscribe and follow um, at www.roxmadeira.com. <laughs>